New Year. I hope that you have had a great holiday, a great happy and a merry Christmas, and a great、uh, New Year. And with the New Year and a new month, we are back with a new book for the month of January. And because it is a new year, we are going through a new list. Of books to cover this year, which I am really excited about. This is the Seacoast Community Church podcast. And、uh, if you are listening、uh, for the first time,、uh, welcome. And each month I read through a particular a specific book and just share some thoughts, uh, some uh, insights, uh, things that I have learned, things that I think、uh, you might find helpful and profitable for you. So,、uh, each year I create a new list of books that I want to read, one book per month. I typically try to keep them under 150 pages so that if anybody desires、uh, to read along with me,、uh, it's, a, it's a book that is readable、uh, and manageable, especially for those who, who don't read、uh, all that much or that often. So, I have a new list of books and、uh, let me just read them to you really very quickly.、Uh, today's, or, yeah, today's episode and this month's book will be on the pleasures of reading in an age of distraction. Next month will be Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God, followed by Do More Better by Tim Challies. After that, Expository Apologetics by Vody Bauckham. Then Persistent Prayer by Guy Richard, number six. Is the Gospel at Work, which is by Sebastian Traeger and Greg Gilbert, then Reimagine Retirement, then Owen on the Christian Life, that is John Owen on the Christian Life by Matthew Barrett, followed by How Christianity Transformed the World by Sharon James, number 10, Deeper by Dane Ortland, number 11, Contending for All by John Piper, and lastly, Keeping the Heart by John Flavel. So, I try to keep a. So, in this in this list of books that I try to put together each year, I try to have a, sort of a, a broad range of topics. And, and many of them are Christian books or written by Christian authors.、Um, some are not. And I have every. I try to have things from、uh, theology to evangelism to productivity. And I will try to do something or read something、uh, that is very missionary focused. So maybe reading on a particular life of a missionary. And I also try to have at least one book by a Puritan,、uh, which is number 12 on the list Keeping the Heart by John Flavel. So, with all that being said,、uh, let's, sort of, let's dive in into. This month's book, which is The Pleasures of Reading in an Age of Distraction by Alan Jacobs. Alan Jacobs is an English professor at Wheaton College in Illinois, and he's written、uh, a number of other books. And、uh, I decided to read this book or put this book on the list uh, because, uh, well, I guess two reasons. One is a personal reason. One, I like to be encouraged、uh, to continue to read. So I like to just see what's out there. Uh, along this topic, that I can pick up that I would find interesting, something that would encourage me to continue to read. And the second reason I picked this book is that、uh, my aim and hope is that it will be encouraging for you、uh, to continue to read. Or if you do not consider yourself a reader, that,、uh, that you can maybe pick up、um, 
a book or two or a few this year and maybe start a journey of becoming a, a reader. And a reader, I guess, is a relative term. What is a reader? How you define reader? And I guess most people define a reader um, by the number of books you read. Um, but that's probably not necessarily true. And I think to some, to some degree, we're all readers. I mean, if you read your Bible on a regular basis, then you're, you're a reader. Uh, but reading is more than just reading from left to right and decoding these markings on a page. And this is, and this is one of uh, Alan Jacobs' points in this book, that reading is much more than that. So, The Pleasures of Reading in an Age of Distraction, the, the title sort of gives off the impression that this is a very distracted age from social media to our phones to television and sort of uh, the book's in, uh, uh, purpose is to is to uh, drive us to read, uh, to get us to read more uh, than we do so now and find enjoyment in it. And uh, it's not, I guess it's, it's not, it's a little bit misleading, I guess I want to say. It's not necessarily about that. And now, Towards the beginning of the book, uh, there is uh, he docs he does talk about uh, the our our propen propensity to dis towards distractions from again some from some of the things that I have already mentioned from social media things like that. And uh, but it isn't necessarily about taking a step away from the distractions of the world and and then spending some time in solitude perhaps in stillness and just focus on reading and so uh, this book really is more about how to find pleasure in reading that's probably that's probably a better title now I will say I'm only halfway through the book so maybe maybe I will change my opinion when I get to the end of the book but it seems to me that the title of the book should be how to find pleasure in reading in an age of distraction so that's essentially what the book is about. And if you, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book titled How to Read a Book by Mortimer Adler. Uh, it's, an, it's a great book. Uh, it was, it still sells copies. It's an old book and was very popular at the time. And uh, Adler's book is very systematic in its approach on how to teach reading. Not necessarily how to, how to teach like a child to read or somebody who's illiterate how to read, but how to really read a book. It's very... Uh, methodical is very systematic. It gives you a lot of practical advice uh, on how to read a book so that you're not just a passive reader, but you're actually engaging with the book that you're reading. And I thought it was a really helpful book. Um, he had some critiques towards the book, and I can understand it, but I thought it was a really great book, really helpful book. And really, this book is sort of an antithesis might be too strong of a word, but it's something along those lines. Um, he really does have Mortimer Adler's book in mind as he's reading as he's writing this book. And you can see this because he references Adler's book several times, especially towards the beginning of the book. Uh, but uh, interestingly, and maybe this is sort of a, a reaction towards Adler's book, uh, which he, he does like. It's not that he doesn't like it, but uh, interestingly, uh, Alan Jacobs' book doesn't have any 
any chapters. And so when I was flipping through the pages and I'm, I'm trying to find the table of contents, uh, of contents, uh, and there wasn't none. Like, oh, I thought that was weird. And so I thought it was odd. And so I kept reading and I realized, wait, wait a second, there's, there's no chapters in this book. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, maybe he's trying to get away from the methodical, uh, systematic approach uh, to Adler's book and trying to do something different. And maybe, maybe it's that. Um, I'm not sure it's necess- necessary to do that. Um, in my opinion, I find it um, less helpful uh, because then I, 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 you have a table of contents, so you know, so that after you read a book, you know exactly where to go when you find when you're thinking about something, and maybe you want to reread something. You can go back to the table of contents and try to discern. Okay, where did I read this? Oh, it was this chapter. So let me go to this page where this chapter is, and kind of maybe reread through my notes or some of the things that I've read there. But with the, this book not having any chapters and therefore not having a table of contents, well, then um, there's definitely some some drawbacks to this approach. But anyways. Um, in his book, um, I, I, what I do enjoy is that he, he wants, uh, he wants the reader to, uh, to really uh, enjoy and delight in reading. And, uh, many, many people who do not read books, uh, today or sort of shy away or kind of get away from reading, uh, they, they might find, uh, the task, they might consider or think of reading as sort of a laborious task. Uh, it's a very, it, it's intellectually uh, demanding, uh, it's very cerebral, uh, and it is work. And so therefore, uh, they tend to sort of not want uh, to read. Uh, but Alan Jacobs uh, makes the case, it doesn't necessarily have to actually be that way. You don't have to read a book just to have to read um, and you don't have to read a book just because this is a book that everybody recommends or that every person should read. But instead, he suggests that you should read on a whim. That is, read read what you feel like. Um, if there's something that you're curious about and there's a book that talks about whatever it is that piques your curiosity, read about that. You know, Pick up a book that talks about that. Uh, if you find that you're reading a book and it's not what you expected it to be, hey, close it and move on. Sometimes we we sort of approach a book thinking that there's sort of like this 11th commandment hanging over our heads that says uh, that uh, thou shouldst uh, finish the book that thou pickest up or something, right? Uh, but nothing says, nothing, there is no such voice, there is no authority that says that you have to finish a book once you pick it up. If you find it boring, then stop reading it. Pick something else. Find something that's going to pique your interest. And and uh, it's not necessarily wrong to read for entertainment. Uh, much like you watch television for entertainment, sometimes it's good to just read a book for entertainment. Now, I have some thoughts about that that I will share at a, another podcast episode, maybe the next one because I'm kind of going over the time already in this episode, but it is a good thing uh, to find delight and pleasure in reading. Not to, uh, Maybe entertainment is not the right word, and he probably would say that as well. Um, don't read a book for entertainment because entertainment is very passive. And But instead, he would want you and I to read books 
uh, for delight, uh, for enjoyment, for pleasure. And those are, I guess, more, uh, that requires more activity on the part of the reader. And, and so find a delight in what you read. And sometimes that means picking up something that will actually interest you. So uh, don't let anybody tell you what to read unless it's God. God tells you to be in his word. Uh, and so read his word. But aside from that, don't let anybody tell you what to read and don't read it just to please man or to be, or just because uh, uh, the world thinks you have to. But read what you desire to read. And uh, because reading can be a form of pleasure, it can be a form of delight, and it should be so in whatever you read. And if you don't find that in whatever book you're reading, close a book and find something else to read. So we'll leave it there and we'll come back uh, next week with another episode on the pleasures of reading in an age of distraction.